0: Welcome in Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode two hundred and forty two. Of course, presented by Couch Guy Sports. CGS Boston Pod is the Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff is where you can find us. Jared Scalley as always. Uh if you guys listen to last week's episode, you know Nick Quali is no longer a part of the show. Don't worry, guys. I sent him some some texts along the week to make him feel guilty about it. He feels bad. <laughs> it's all right. We're good. He's good. He might pop back in here and there, but he has other things to deal with if you listen to that other episode. It's only fitting our last episode together was talking about Tom Brady retirement. Been doing all that crap for so long. Um, but yeah, we're still here. We're doing our thing. I'm not going anywhere. Um, and we have a new co-host. We do. We told you last week we had one. I just didn't tell you who it was. Um, for those of you... Close to the Couch Guy Sports Network, you know him, Diego. Hi, Diego. Hey, buddy. We've never done a podcast together. We have like side of like small talking soccer on the yellow card, but like
1: yeah. Other but that was that, like in the early stages. You were you were what like episode four maybe? Very early. Yeah. We're like on episode like 70 at this point. Yeah, they're big point, time like now. I'm, 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 like not, like I'm not important
0: to that show anymore. They're big time. Oh, stop I don't, it. I don't have a, don't have a place at that show anymore. <laughs> they went big time. They're getting international guests on Yellow Card Podcast. I'm just I'm just going to sit in my corner and watch me <laughs> you miserably tie today in the Premier League and just not talk about <laughs> soccer
1: with Yellow Card anymore. Oh, my God. That was miserable. But, yes, I, I appreciate not talking about soccer today. <laughs> Diego and
0: I, I guarantee you there will be a small change in this, in this show. Nick doesn't like soccer, so I never got to talk about it. Diego loves soccer, obviously, mm-hmm. as the co host of Yellow Card. So there will probably be a little bit of soccer on this show here and there um, because we're both Manchester United fans. So this is going to be our place to grieve together. Mm-hmm. Um, man, they have no sack on that team. Sheesh. No sack.
1: Um, and the, the Revolution are starting, also making a lot of changes for this year. So there, there will definitely be some Revolution content yep. on
0: here. Revs are starting a few weeks. Um, so yeah. they're starting back up in a few weeks, new logo, new team, hopefully somewhat still talented. Um, but we'll, we'll get to the soccer point, but the couch guy sports podcast is not going anywhere. Uh, I'll still talk gambling cause you know, I'm in New Hampshire and I can do that. Uh, but there, <laughs> there, there is a lot Diego for you to talk about with me in your first show. Yeah. The show's had a lot of different variations back when it first started and, to, you know, we had Lauren Campbell as a third host for a while, uh, friend of the network. Yeah, she was on here for a while. Then it went to me and Nick. Then it went to me and Nick and Al. Then it went to me and Al for a little bit. Then it went mm-hmm. back to me and Nick. Now it's me and Diego. The constant, yes, you notice Diego, that constant. It's me. You? Yeah. It's me. <clears throat> Screw you, Nick. Day one right you,
1: here. You've stayed a, as long on the podcast as Matthew Slater has stayed on the Patriots. Oh,
0: that's a great compare. I appreciate that. Comparison.
1: <laughs> uh, that means I am a pro that's bowler. For, to you. I'm a pro yes. bowler
0: for just being a special teams player. And I'm okay with that. He exactly. makes a lot. Of, he's a hall of famer. I'll take that credit. Um, <laughs> there's a lot we could talk about. We got mm-hmm. Patriots news. Ju- judges coming back. We got Mac Jones went to the pro bowl with whatever that means. Uh, Celtics trade deadline. you got two grass crippled and probably not coming back to the Bruins team. Um, there's a lot we can talk about. Diego. I'm going to, your first ever like official being a part of this show i'm gonna let you navigate where we start what do you want to talk about first
1: well so we also have the super bowl happening mm-hmm. this weekend mm-hmm. um and for all of you little lovers out there happy valentine's day on monday hope you guys uh if, if you're married enjoy. don't you, forget yeah enjoy your valentine's day um definitely get your get your woman her chocolates her card her roses whatever Are she you doing wants.
0: anything are you doing anything fun are you, are you guys like over the valentine's thing or no
1: I personally loathe Valentine's Day. I yeah. think it's an I, I think it's an overhyped. Um,
0: it's a high school dating.
1: It, you know, it really like is holiday. But um, no, you know, just nothing, nothing big. Just low key, really.
0: Um, Ladies, if you want to date, you know, just hop on Twitter. Just exactly, a lot of great people on that app, on that app. Um, yeah, no, I'm it, the same way. Yeah. I, I think Valentine's Day. I mean, I've been with my wife for like. 12 years outside of even the marriage part of it and
1: yeah
0: here's some flowers we bought you know you know when you know you're married diego we our valentine's day gifts to, to each other this year where we got new island stools in our kitchen we bought, <laughs> we bought each other those like that's oh, when I love you're it. married and you just yeah. you have a family and you're at that point where it's like
1: it's just an excuse to buy nicer things for the house it really is it really it. is it's just an excuse but anyways so like i said we got the super bowl coming with the LA Rams and you know Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford looking to write a new story for their for their organization, mm-hmm. and then we also got an amazing underdog story from the Cincinnati Bengals organization with um, Sean Taylor at the helm, Joe Burrow coming back from an agonizing injury that you don't ever wish upon anybody, especially a rookie um, quarterback, but also an amazing rookie wide receiver in Jamar Chase. So I think we should start with that. You know, I think, um, you know, everybody's doing Super Bowl squares, Super Bowl predictions. So why don't we just give the people what they want, some Super Bowl predictions here.
0: I love it. Um, yeah, you know, the Rams, the last time I looked, it was like minus four and a half. I'm double checking. I'm kind of curious what it is, if it's changed at all. But sure. I'm not surprised that they're the favorites because they probably should be on paper. Um, just the way the Rams played all year. It's still, yeah, it's still minus four and a half what I have for the Rams. Wow. Yeah. And look, you want my lock of the week now? Fine, Give, just hammer the Bengals plus four and a half because this is going to be a good game. Um, like this should this is going to come down to a field goal if no one loses by more than three. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals even win um, because Diego said it. Who doesn't love a good underdog story? Like Joe Burrow's been playing lights out. He has his Binky and Jamar Chase from college. Those guys have never lost a playoff postseason game together. Um, and I, I think the Bengals are going to win this game. Like, I, I genuinely think that they're going to ride this all the way through. I think um, the Rams kind of bought their way here, right? And rightfully so, they had the money to do it. They brought in Odell, and, and obviously, Robert Woods got hurt, unfortunately, for them. But yeah. And it's hard because I told you this before we started recording. You, you want to root for Matt Stafford, too, right? Like, guy who played for the Detroit Lions his entire career, couldn't get out of that suck bag situation, mm-hmm. and then went, okay, I'm going to go play for the Rams. And first season out of Detroit, he goes to the Super Bowl. So, like, yeah, yeah. You, you root for him, right? You want to root for him. Um, but I don't know. I, something about Joe Burrow and the swag that that guy brings, he's beat the Chiefs twice now, uh, both on the road. Um, I, I don't know how much of a home crowd the Rams are really going to have with those ticket prices. And did you see the rally that the Rams did, by the way? Um, yeah, it was super remote. If, like, for if, a team if, going to a
1: Super Bowl, that's... Yeah, they
0: did a send-off rally key. in their area, and it was at, like, a rinky-dink stadium, small thing, and <laughs> they didn't even fill it. hmm Didn't even fill it. And you have like the Bengals who like filled their stadium and sent off fireworks when they left Cincinnati. Um, Remember that? The last thing was the last Patriots Super Bowl where they filled Gillette into this huge Mm -hmm. rally. That was fun. Yeah. That that was the sixth Super Bowl, and we still filled Gillette. Um, So LA Rams fans probably aren't going to show up for this game. So I'm guessing there's going to be a good amount of Bengals people there. Um, I don't even think the Bengals, the Rams get their own locker room. I think the Rams are on the road. The the Rams are technically the road team. So I don't think they even get their own locker room, which is kind of funny. Um, you know, I, I like Bengals by field goal. Um, I'm guessing you're probably going to be like 30-27, 33-30, something like that. Um, I don't see defense being much of a factor in this game just because these guys both just throw the crap out of the ball.
1: So I see a different storyline. I, I like your, like your storyline in regards to defense. I'm going to be a little bit more conservative on, on the side of things when it comes to the, to the score. And I think for me personally, I'm going to go under 60 points combined. Um, I do think that the spread could very easily be a field goal or maybe two, um, maybe two field goals here, You know, maybe just a touchdown and a missed um, mm-hmm. extra point uh, kick. But I'm going to give this one to the Bengals as well, and I'm, I'm actually going to say a potential minus seven and a half here because
0: yeah.
1: simply – I like the fact that the Rams have Aaron Donald and Von Miller for, for their defense and all that stuff. Yep. However, the Bengals offensive line has been really, really good against the big man um, factor. They did very good in protecting Joe Burrow in the pocket, especially against Kansas City. Um, you know, Mark Ingram was a, a big factor in that game, and even he couldn't get to Joe Burrow at all. Yep. Um, I really like the fact that, Burrow was more of a, scrim, of a scrambler than anything against Kansas City. And he – you know, if you look at the third quarter and the fourth quarter, that was one of the main factors as to why Kansas City kind of choked so fast because they had no – they had no reply to that game whatsoever. But most importantly, I also like the way that the offensive um, coordination has been going for for the Bengals. They're, they're utilizing more of T. Higgins. They're utilizing more of Tyler Boyd. They're uh, spreading the ball between all three not of the receivers. Not just which is it's uh, not just uh, Chase. yeah. And they're also even though CJ um, Uzoma potentially will be out for the Super Bowl, they they still rely on their tight ends, and they have they have quite a depth at their tight end position, uh, position. They have about five or six different tight ends that they have in their roster who are all very young and could all be uh, huge dark horses in this game and. Uh, if you've, if you've read my content on, on com and if you've read the content that a lot of us write when it comes to picks, I tend to write a lot of sleeper picks. I think one of the massive sleeper picks for this week will potentially be Tyler Boyd. I think he's going to be probably just about under seven targets or so in this game. We'll probably have about four four catches. Could be the deciding factor as to why the Bengals will end up with a six-point differential over the Rams and we'll end up winning the Super Bowl. Um, I also like what Joe Burrow has been doing a lot, too. I I, I agree with you. His swagger and uh, his way of just being a, a go-getter has been phenomenal yeah. to watch all along. He's grown so fast and mature so fast in this league that uh it, it's just it, it's just a testament to his game he, he had it when this. he
0: came in like i mean i don't watch college football a ton but like you you, right. you he's, he had a presence at lsu right and he like mm-hmm. that thing was run like a pro's team and he has a presence and guys demand his presence and, and leadership and you know he came in like a pro ready guy and ready to sling the ball around and um even last year before he got hurt right that guy was playing like he's been in the league for five years as a rookie yeah so yeah. and like yeah maybe the injury helped him in terms of sped up his leadership and motivation because he was still around and he didn't have time to play, right? So he, he kind of sped up the maturation of just having to be a leader in an NFL locker room. But I don't know, whatever happened with Joe Burrow, man, he, that that kid's going to be a problem in the AFC for a very long time.
1: He really is going to be. Um, so for me, my prediction is an odd score, but I'm going to say 28 to 22 Bengals.
0: I like it. Either way, we got the Bengals winning. We're pro-Bengals podcast. If um, you haven't noticed. Burrow Chase 2022. Tiago yeah, shirt. Love it. That's a presidential ticket right there. It's a beautiful – I'd vote for that. <laughs> I, Joe Burrow can be my president. That's fine. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Look, <clears throat> this Super Bowl should be a blast, right? It's going to be a show. The halftime show is going to be freaking amazing. I can't wait for that.
1: That um, is the one thing I'm looking forward to as well. Like, like
0: I think the game's nice because you're not going to be stressed, right? Like, as a, as a viewer, I mean – as spoiled mm-hmm. as this sounds, we're not watching the Patriots for the umpteenth time, right? Yeah. So we're not, it's not a guaranteed Patriots game anymore. Um, so we can actually sit back and watch the Super Bowl and not. Now, I wish it was still, but. Um, it's also not a Tom Brady Super Bowl. No, it's not a Tom Brady Super Bowl. Like, He's out of the league, which is still weird to me. That won't really hit me, by the way, Diego, until like next year when he, <laughs> like, when camp opens and there's no Tom Brady from Tampa. Um, by the way, I'm hoping Jimmy G goes to Tampa. That'd be ph- phenomenal. Um, but, like, there's no until I see training camp and a football season without Tom Brady involved. I won't believe it.
1: I won't believe yeah, it. Yeah. Especially, especially now that he's kind of kept the lid open in regards of returning from yep. retirement. Like that yep. to me just sounds like he's teasing everybody much like he used to do here in new England. You know, yep. every yep. year that there was a contract renewal, there were plenty of teases happening to the Patriots. So, um, even more so, I I I will see that for sure. He's staying. Really uh, I
0: th- I, know, I think he's done.
1: Um, let's hope so. But I'm I'm done with it. Like
0: I love Tom Brady. I think it's time. The Tuck Rule documentary was great. The ESPN 30 for 30. Yeah. Like I think it's time just for us to all look back and what he did and rewatch Patriots porn 24 seven. Like I'm just <laughs> I'm ready for I'm ready for the next generation. And it's crazy because Big Ben and Tom's gone. So now it really is it's Joe Burrow's league. It's Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes' league real time. It's Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones to some extent, right? Like it's finally, we're finally out of that generation.
1: Our childhood is all retired. (laughs) And to an extent, I kind of agree with what, um, Tom Brady, one of his most recent tweets was that Lamar Jackson could be the next big deal of the NFL. I think the guy is just, I think the guy flies so much under the radar. Um, that people don't realize, but back in the day when Cam Newton really brought in the game of being a scrambling in the pocket and running the ball for a quarterback and having speed, of course you found a, a way to brought
0: up Cam Newton on this damn podcast.
1: No, 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 it's not. It's did. not too. It's not to thanks Cam Newton. I, I, I think the guy is done. Like, like I think he should also be done in the NFL as well. I, you know, I think this year proved that there's just simply not enough left in the tank for 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 Cam. Yep. Um, but. When you, look at, when you look at the people who are scramblers, who can run the ball and actually throw it and can create a lot of plays, there's, it really comes down to two guys. It comes down to Kyler Murray and it comes down to Lamar Jackson. And I think because Lamar has been in the league maybe just a, you know, just a little bit more active than what Kyler Murray has been, I think Lamar Jackson has that edge and can really create something special here in Baltimore. Um, I, I, think, so- I think
0: Josh Allen's underrated in the running game. I think
1: he's so mobile. He
0: is. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is is on its own different level because he's not really trying to be a running quarterback either. Like Patrick Mahomes tries to throw the ball.
1: Patrick Mahomes also came in into a team that was already basically built for him, ready to go. Because Alex Smith basically just left him, you know. Here's the here's the works. All you need to do is take it to the next level. Yeah, like you know, Alex, they know. built that team
0: around Alex Smith because Alex Smith wasn't making a ton of money, and then they paid, it, mm-hmm. the, and then that's why you know what I mean. Like I, I want to see the Chiefs when they don't have everybody, right? Like what's Patrick Mahomes mean, only- gonna look like when he has just Tyreek Hill or just Travis Kelsey? Because, exactly. Like look how look how many Super Bowls Brady won with like nobody. Yep. Like he won three of those Super Bowls with nobody,
1: with nobody. Just the, like the one of the major factors that they're missing against the City is a real running back which they had in Kareem Hunt until they trade him to well,
0: Okay, well Bronx. they had they had they let him go because of that whole
1: thing. Like he it had
0: did. the mess. Like Cleveland probably shouldn't have signed him. Like Yeah, I agree cuz I, I think didn't, didn't Kansas City release him like right away. Yeah, like, yeah right away. Happened? So, um I think I don't think it was the wrong. Now granted, if he was still there, my god. Like they would have, probably would have won another Super Bowl and it it's more dynamic, but you're right. Like they tried Lev bell didn't work right like
1: they tried other things but um they do need well, it like, was it air it's not as much of a big name as it used to be even last year
0: no yeah and he's like a good third down fa- pass catching back like he can have a nice yeah. james white career um with no no shame james white but you're not that top dog um leonard fournette derrick henry now Jonathan no. taylor like you're not that guy um no. and that's what they need that's what they're missing Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I look at the, the, what's coming, and Joe Burrow, like Joe Burrow winning the Super Bowl, would be the ultimate, the young, the youth here. Like yep. second year in the league, wins a Super Bowl. Um, if they win, that's great news for the Patriots, honestly, because that's probably the best comp for Mac Jones is to become Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the Bengals win, because I don't think the Patriots are really that far from the Bengals in terms of like talent overall. If the mm-hmm. if the Bengals can pull this off, that makes you feel better about the Patriots being a contender sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But speaking on the Patriots, we also got some Patriots news, mm-hmm. which, Jared, I know you're excited about this. I'm, I'm going to let you lead the way on that one. What, what are we talking about, Joe Judge? Or are we talking about the Brian Flores thing? We can talk about both. <laughs> Let's do it. Why not? Let's get defla- the people what there's they a want. lot
0: because there's Deflategate coming back in the news too. That whole oh, thing God. came back in the news today. We don't have to talk about I that. Know, um, I know, I know. Basically, the fact that it took this long, no coincidence at all, by the way, that Brady retired. Then a week later we found out that the Flake gate was actually a lie. Um, of course. But yeah, no, the big the, I mean the news as of today, uh Joe Judge, former special teams coordinator, when he was the last year he was here, he did wide receivers as well. For, most recently, mm-hmm. officer the Giants head coach was fired out of the blue, really. Mm-hmm. Um, is back with the Patriots. Offensive assistant was what they announced, um, basically as his title. Um Good for him, right? Coming back to where his family's probably comfortable. It's going to help him re- re- resurrect his coaching status and probably get another head coaching job someday. Um, the big thing for me now is like with him coming back, does this mean we're not getting an offensive coordinator or what are we doing here? Because you could, they've done this before, right? They even kind of did it now. Like we don't really have a defensive coordinator. It's, it's his son and Gerard Mayo. Like, mm-hmm. and they don't actually have a DC. So would it be shocking if they just brought him back as an offensive assistant and then said, screw it, we're going to, just share the load here and Bill's going to just be involved on in both sides of the ball. Um, I don't know if that's Bill what Bill wants because he's so like, how many years now has he just said, here you go, Josh, it's your thing. Right. With the offense. Gia's yeah. Gonna, like, to a certain trusts, extent though. Yeah, no, but I think Josh had a lot more control than any defensive coordinator did because Bill's defensive minded first and it's Bill's defense. So I think what's best for the Patriots, give me someone else on top of Joe judge. If Joe Judge is your future offensive coordinator, fine. but I want like, I don't really know if I want Adam Gase, but someone like that, Billy O'Brien's the obvious choice to come back uh, because he knows the offense. He worked with Mac Jones and Mac. He'll keep the consistency for the offense. So we're not changing playbooks on Mac Jones. I just don't want no offensive coordinator in title when Mac Jones is the second year in his NFL career, when clearly he picks up the offense really well, but Josh is obviously different, right? Josh is someone that is good at that. I think he's going to do well in, in I almost said Oakland, in Vegas, um, I don't know. I don't know what you think, Diego. But I, I, I pray there's an offensive coordinator or something coming
1: down the road too. I, you know, when I look back at Joe Judge's career, especially that 2012 team, which, by the way, if you look at that 2012 roster, you have people like Stephen Ridley, yeah, Wes Walker, Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez, the most lethal tight end, our, our, yeah, partnering pun, pun of intended. all time, pun and, and pun intended as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, you had an offensive line with Logan Mankins, you've had Nate Soldier, like you had a lot of what we call now like Patriots legends mm-hmm. in this team, and you managed to build a team that was so fantastic that they went 12 and 4 that season. Mm-hmm. The year following that, they went, I believe, 13 and 3. three. I think so, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And even 2015, like, he he did really, really good with his team. So, for me personally, I think, I think it's two things. I think we don't really need an offensive coordinator to begin with. Because what happened last year, and this is 100% proof of it, if you look at the very beginning of the Patriots season, when Josh McDaniels was far more hands-on of that offensive line, Look at how the Patriots started. It wasn't that hard of a start. There was a lot of questions to be made, and people were wondering, why are the tight ends not being utilized? Then after about the sixth game, when Belichick started to get far more involved with the play calling and the offensive line of things, we got into a hot streak here. We ended up starting to win some games. You started to see more of um, more of Hunter Henry. You started to see a more physical John Smith you even started to see Nikhil Harry being involved, which Nikhil Harry being involved is like as good as a zero to the left, but you still kind of want to see him involved just to give yourself some options. Um, it, you know, overall, the, the more Bill got involved, the more creativity that finally you started to see of that Patriots, that real Patriot way of playing offensively. It wasn't just running game. It wasn't just, you know, third down checkdowns. Like, yeah, but it was it, still it, third and two sweeps to Brandon Bolden.
0: Can't forget those. Those didn't I mean, go away. You kind
1: of you kind of can't make them go away because your third down guy was always James White or somebody else. And guess what? James White ends up you know injured oh, well, early oh, yeah, in the season. Yeah, but the biggest
0: thing was that was just why third and two sweeps at, to Brand Bold. Like give it to Nikhil, give it to I'm not Nikhil Harry. Don't give it to Nikhil Harry. No, give it to, to Damien Harrison or or, or anyone. To, but Damien
1: Harris was also out you know for a little bit as well. Okay. So give it to Andre. You know, David so when right. But when whenever like Brandon Bolden ended up getting involved, like it was a good little band aid to the actual problem in itself. But it it kind of worked to their advantage mm-hmm. in some ways. It didn't always look pretty, but it kind of worked.
0: I will say whoever well, t- whoever like starts to call plays, I don't think it'd be Bill directly. Like Bill doesn't call. I don't think so either. Uh, but like, I think- he'll be involved, but he won't call plays. It'll be it'll be either right. Billy O'Brien. Um, it might be Joe Judge if no one else gets hired. But I think I think the big I thing. I don't think
1: we're gonna. I don't really think we're gonna see Bill Bryan be hired here. I don't think we're really gonna see an offensive coordinator be hired. I hope that Bill Bryan gets hired. I I think he's a, a great offensive mind, and obviously it showed, you know, in his time with the Patriots. But I think I think he may have just Joe Judge starts in, as an offensive assistant and kind of can incorporate far more plays into the playbook, mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to be able to see more of that Patriot way of offensive running. We're going to see more tight end involvement. We're going to see, you know, two tight end sweep. We're going to see more of that slant kind of play rather than just, you know, here, throw, throw, for, throw for 10 yards and call it a day. know, was we'll really funny. running game.
0: I talked about this last week with Nick. Josh McDaniels got the job by selling the fact that they can use the two tight end system with the Raiders, and he never used it here. He, he never stopped, used he
1: it. stopped using it. He never used um, it, and he was and absolutely. it was set up for and it was set up for him too by Joe Judge. Like it was set up for him when, when he took over this offense by Joe Judge, and he still didn't utilize it fully.
0: Yeah, and it I mean,
1: was a proven system that worked. Because if you look, you know, aside of all legal aspects of things and whatever happened with Aaron Hernandez or whatever, when you looked at Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, that was the most that yeah, that was. The biggest fear the NFL had, and that was probably the biggest problem the NFL ever gave to themselves, allowing Bill Belichick to draft Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez in that same. Extent. Well, I think
0: a lot of people thought Aaron Hernandez was going to be turned to what Gronk is now. Like people, when, yeah. when when they were both together, people saw Aaron Hernandez as the bigger threat as a player on the field, not mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski. So, like, imagine he was far if more physical, far, faster.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he was.
0: He stayed healthy. So, like, mm-hmm. I think people really thought that Aaron Hernandez was going to be Gronk. I think obviously Gronk turned into Gronk and Aaron Hernandez was an idiot, but like that, that's kind of what you had. Um, now look, I would like Billy O'Brien back. I think people don't really give him much credit for what he did in Houston, but they should, because I mean, look how, look how much it bad it is now. Um, mm-hmm. I think he held a lot of that together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he should get another shot someday coaching again in the NFL, like head coach. Um, and so would I be shocked if they don't hire one? No, cause that's what the Patriots do. They just do weird crap with their personnel, but I think people also have to remember they've, they've lost a lot this off season um you lost josh mcdaniels to the raiders you lost um ivan fierce he's running tiring the running back coach has been there forever you lost him um you still don't have Scarneckia. like you lost a lot and and i think um who did josh take with him not the gm but the, he took like an assistant, um, defensive assistant i think but yeah like you, you're losing personnel um gerard mayo won't be here forever right so which i mean it sounds like he's coming he's coming back though like he, he didn't get a job so which i'm all for i think he should be your defensive coordinator mm-hmm. but that won't happen um, Look, I, I think the offense is in a spot where you don't need much, right? Like, I think the offense is in a really good spot. You have the right guys. If you put a wide receiver one, name player X, Calvin Ridley, Allen, John, Allen Robinson, um, Michael Thomas, one of those guys. You just give somebody that can have, be Matt Mac Jones' binky. Then you look at wide receiver one. Then you have Kendrick Bourne, uh, Jacoby Myers, the two tight ends. Like, it just feels better. Right, because you yeah. don't have that number one guy. I Think how many more catches Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne will get if they have a legit one
1: to play alongside them. Like, which then number one could very easily be, like you said, Calvin Ridley this this upcoming season. If you know, if it to trade some pieces away.
0: Uh, yeah, it sounds like they don't want they want to rehaul it and really might not want to be there. So it's an easy one, right? Second pick yeah. something else whatever yeah. um, Michael Thomas who knows what he wants to do with the Saints because they're rebuilding clearly so like he might get out of there um, yeah. there's other options Hunter Renfro is a free agent after this year so that could be mm-hmm. an option a couple years I think you need someone this year it's all you're missing um, and yeah. what makes me feel good Diego is that this week uh, yesterday Odell Beckham at the Super Bowl was asked hey how close were you to signing with the Patriots someone here locally asked him and he said I was very close to signing with Patriots like very yeah. close and it was, uh, if it, I told, he was like, I told Bill, if it was three years ago, I would have been on a plane to New England because I would have, I really wanted to play with Brady. He was like, but this year, it was just a matter of timing and what it was. He was like, but I was very close to signing with New England. Now, some negative Boston media members spun that as a, well, Mac Jones isn't a draw. But I look at it as the opposite of uh, if you have Mac Jones as your quarterback with Belichick and you almost got OBJ on a quick thought like that, and then he made the right decision and went to the Rams, like that you're in a good spot. Um, yeah. And, look how well Calvin Ridley did with Matt Ryan Matt mm-hmm. and, the, and the tail end of Matt Ryan too. It wasn't even like, it was like Julio in his prime with Matt Ryan in his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, it was back end of Matt Ryan's career with Calvin Ridley and he's one of the best receivers in the game. Give him a, a talented precision passing Mac Jones, who I, I think you have something here. Look how look what he's done with Jacoby Myers. Look, look how good yeah. Jacoby Myers is with a, with a legit quarterback like this. Um, and you don't have to worry about the Brady of not wanting to teach receivers how to play the game because he's not at that point in his career. Like everyone loves Mac Jones. You started, you've seen at the pro bowl, like people have been swearing. Yeah, by I, him was and, like, gonna, I was
1: just going to, I was just going to say that, like, you know, speaking of growing factors here in new England, like, yeah, okay. You got Joe judge coming as your offensive assistant, but now you have a growing system. And with Mac Jones, having been a pro bowler already. Like that just adds to his resume already, which is extensive for yep. somebody who's a rookie. Well now going into his sophomore year of the NFL, like, that is fantastic, and like you pointed out, you know, if OBJ had ended up signing here, like that's a huge draw and a huge testament for a rookie quarterback, because you're not often going to end up with that kind of luck. You're just not.
0: No, and, and like we know, Mac Jones fell to them, right? And it, it sounds like it was probably their guy all along, um, mm-hmm. and they just realized they didn't need to trade up to get him. Um, I think he's probably the best fit out of everyone that was out there outside of like Trevor Lawrence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, to, but he was never going to come here, um, and so. Look, I, I think people who are just like, oh, Mac Jones sucks. He, like, stop comparing him to Brady. Like, I think the yeah. problem, media around here, and just fans too, I don't think it's just media. Everyone looks at Mac Jones and go, well, he can't hang. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he's, he's a rookie, and he looks better than everything else you've had. And you're telling me he can't. Like, this is what Drew Bledsoe looked like when he came out of school. Like, yeah. But you all thought Drew Bledsoe was the next coming of Christ until Brady became Brady. So, like, why are we going to sit here and say, well, Mac Jones can't be the guy? Why? He's a rookie. We're not going to go to... We're not going to go win six more Super Bowls with Mac Jones. We're not going to go to the ESC Championship giving every year. Like, that's not happening again. If you can get me two Super Bowls while Mac Jones is the quarterback of the Patriots, that's a win. Like, that's a good thing. We're not going to turn back into the evil empire winning multiple Super Bowls in three years. Like, that just isn't going to happen. Especially because, we just talked about it, Diego, the AFC loaded for years. Yeah, All young quarterbacks, like, it's going to be a rotating door. The playoffs are always going to be fun to watch. But it's not going to be the same team every year going to the Super Bowl for four years in a row like it used to be, because mm-hmm. even just in the division, right? Patriots who will be good always. Um, Bills are the Bills, right? And I think you're behind them. Dolphins just got a better probably head coach um, who trusts two and what, believes in two. And now I do. I believe in two. I don't know, but the Dolphins will get better. So and the Jets are just always going to be the Jets. But like, that's just in your vision. Then you got to worry about Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. What if Aaron Rodgers comes to the AFC, which it sounds like he might? So like, it's just going to be a really fun conference to be a part of. But you're not going to be what you were from 2001 to now. Exactly.
1: Not possible.
0: Exactly. But let's go. um,
1: let's switch a little bit of gears here because we also got a couple of things going on with uh with Boston related sports. We got um, Celtics trade deadline, and we also got two carats news, which um just reading a report here from The Athletic, which came out about 10 minutes ago. We're looking at 8, 19 p.m. on Tuesday, February 8th. It looks like Tuka Rask is not expected to continue his comeback attempt for the Boston Bruins. Sources tell Fludo, uh Shinzawa Rask may reportedly finalize his retirement decision in the upcoming days. So we got some breaking news in regards of of uh Tuka Oh, that's like now. Yeah. Damn. I mean, you know, speaking of to man, like, I am a hundred percent grateful to this guy, not only for everything that he's done with the Bruins, but also that Valiant effort of coming back from probably one of the most excruciating hip injuries that an athlete could could undergo. Um, you know, coming back from something like that is just extremely tough. At an age where you know you're basically considered towards the tail end of your career, um, especially in hockey, it's just gotta be honest with you, man. I it, this this is a tough one, a tough one to swallow as well. But See, I, I, think, give, I, I give I give th- the man a lot of credit for coming back from, tu- from something that that big.
0: I've been known as a Tuca hater forever, but I think when it's all said and done, he's one of the best goalies to ever play in a Bruins uniform for sure, mm-hmm. and he needs to be up there with Ortiz and and those guys. Obviously, a step down because he didn't clutch win a cup himself but the year they the year they lost to the blues that was what two years ago now three years ago two.
1: yeah two years
0: ago um he did everything he had to right like yeah. that was if they won the cup we'd be talking about him a lot differently right mm-hmm. but that wasn't his fault that was the team around him's fault that why they lost that that cup um and yes he has a cup i know that he was too he was tim thomas's backup but like the, he did everything in against the, the that cup to lose to the blues he did everything he would have needed if they just didn't get the cup so I think anyone that's a Tuca hater should stop, and that includes me, because that that's the year he did everything. Now, should this comeback Have even ever happened? Probably not, but he earned the right to give it a shot.
1: He earned the and, right to try it. And frankly, I mean, it's remarkable of him to have stayed his whole entire career, basically with the Boston Bruins. He was he signed initially that contract.
0: What was it like ten years? When he signed yeah, that contract? Yeah, I
1: mean, he he was initially supposed to be drafted by the Maple Leaves. Uh-huh. And uh hmm. you know he ended up coming here, he ended up coming to Boston. And uh honestly, with the team that the Maple Leaves had at the at the year that they could have drafted him, um, if he had stayed there, I I I'm willing to bet that they would have won a Stanley Cup with him. Probably that.
0: Um, Yeah, that was, they had a really good just, team.
1: That, they had a really good team. He he was just that extremely reliable. And th- it just and it think just about sucks, with all these teams now. Yeah. Like if
0: he was still with yep. the Maple Leaves, all these teams that are so good
1: right now, they just didn't oh god hump,
0: yeah. he would have been the difference.
1: Yep. I just, you know, I, I I can't think of a more um, unfortunate ending to a career than his, especially, mm-hmm. you know, via injury-prone related. It reminds yeah. me a lot of Dustin Pedroia's retirement oh, decision, no. yeah, yeah no. which was also a devastating comparison. one. Yeah, it's a great yeah.
0: comparison. Um, so. Do you – I look at this and go, at least the Bruins prepared for this. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they knew, well they, ha- they knew what they had in swimming mm-hmm. and they paid Linus Allmark who mm-hmm. much of this grin of Zach Jaziero, our friend. Um, <laughs> I think that's been a great signing. Linus has been great. Yeah. Um, and we now know what Swayman is. And I think people were even bummed when they sent Swayman down, when Tuga got the, when came back and everyone was like, let's mm-hmm. just relax tuga 's not going to be here after this year, the way. So like, let's just give Swayman, but like your goaltending wise, you're in good hands here as a Bruins fan. Like, That's yep. the least of your concerns. The goaltending has been good. It's been mm-hmm. everything else that's been kind of shaky. Now the Bruins have been better for a while now. And, um, I think you're in good hands long term. You have some good youth, but like, the goaltending shouldn't be an issue right now. Like you 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 pay the guy who is who's good in Buffalo, and you have a young kid who you're clearly gonna is gonna be your guy long term. Like when you traded um, Vladar, is that Vladar? However you said it. Um, oh yeah. Whenever you, when you uh, traded him, Vladar, yeah. Yeah, when you traded him, you were telling Swayman he's the guy if he doesn't suck. Like that was it. which I am fine. Swayman's so good. Um, but yeah, this is, it's it's a crappy way to end a great career for yeah. Um and he looked yeah. some, he didn't look right when he came back obviously we know that um, it's a hard the hip thing does not help an old man never mind a goaltender who's trying to come back so um, I, I think it's good for him to realize that I think when he left the bubble um, and he had that time off with his family while hockey was being played I think it probably put something in his head saying like hey you know if it's not right I can retire I'm comfortable with this like I don't need to be playing hockey anymore um, and you know here like I said here in the right to try this to make the comeback um, and if he, if he returned to Tuca elite status, then great. You, you have, you have an elite goaltender to make one final push. Now, do I mm-hmm. think this is the end? Probably like do it, Patrice Bergeron is probably not a Bruin after this year. Um, Marcian might be, but you know, this, this, the door's closed for that group. Like yeah. Tracy left Bergeron's probably gone. Tuca's going to retire. Um, it's going to be Marcian and a bunch of young guns. Now, do I think they're not contenders? No. Um, I think they have enough young pieces to flip this very quickly, but. I think I think Tuca retiring and or going to announce probably retirement. Like, it's a definite sign. If it wasn't for crazy leaving being a sign, um, Tuca slamming the door on this comeback is is probably pretty much proof that this this group's window is done and they only got that one cup. Yeah. Do you find, do you find that as a disappointment for move to the Celtics? Like one cup in X amount, like almost 15 years as a group, like with all the yeah. attempts, they, attempts they had at it. Yeah, it's a failure, right?
1: It. it. In a way it is, but in a way it isn't. It also tells you like how competitive and how fast the talent has grown in this one entire league. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, yeah, it kind of sucks that we haven't been able to seal the deal for the past opportunities we've had. I think we've had, what, like four or five opportunities? To, yeah, you, 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 to won with, deal you
0: won with Tyler Sagan. You lost with Tyler mm-hmm. Sagan. And then you had a couple more attempts at it. Um, and when you lost the Blues, one was the one that's going to hurt the most because, yeah, when when you lost to the Blackhawks that year, I think it was 2013, that team was better. You probably shouldn't have been there. Um, and then this team, when they lost to the Blues, you were by far the better team, but the Blues were like the Cincinnati Bengals, right? The Blues were that team, they were Mm -hmm. the Destiny, everybody but Boston area were rooting for the Blues. Um, and it's kind of what the Super Bowl is going to be this week. So, like, that team was the team of Destiny, but the Bruins shouldn't have lost that. And they had had game seven at home, like, that's going to be the. If they won that cup, I think everyone would have forgot about the ones they lost and the years they chose. Because yeah, you would have probably. had two cups as a group, would have been fine. Tuka would have got his, right? Like, I think everyone would have gotten over it. But, but yeah, that's that's breaking. We never get news broken on this show, ever. Maybe you're the good luck charm with that. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, now we, it was now always we a day, a day news. after. We release it on a Wednesday, and we get breaking news like um, Kyrie Irving leaving the Celtics happened on a Wednesday. Right, all oh, that, Those, the, all that those stuff. are the news that you don't even uh, care for. <laughs> and like all that stuff happens. David Ortiz announcing uh, or getting into the Hall of Fame was a, was a Wednesday. Um, oh, yeah, that yeah, was. Like, like, come on. Um, okay, last thing. Celtics. Trade deadline. Um, a couple names have been floated out there. Josh Richardson has been the big one. Uh, Dennis Schroeder has been the other big one. I think Grant Williams' name has popped up. Um, the big thing that's still a possibility as of right now, it seems like Brad Stevens has fixated himself on uh, Malik Beasley, who plays for the Minnesota timberwolves uh, and apparently the asking price has been it was- uh Josh Richardson, and they also asked for Grant Williams, and that's where the Celtics apparently drew the line said no mm-hmm. I'm glad they did I, I I would try to give them Dennis Schroeder before I give them Josh Richardson, yeah, um yeah. because if you can get Beasley and Richardson on the same team it's a pretty good win especially the way Richardson's been playing um mm-hmm the Lakers called about Josh Richardson, like, please Lakers, you're not going anywhere. You have, you have Russell Westbrook who can't hit the side of a barn right now. So like, exactly. let, let's not worry about that. Um, I overall, they're not making any moves, right? They're, this is going to be the typical, they're standing pat.
1: I, yeah, I, you know, I think, I think they're, they're definitely just right in the wave with this team until the end of the season and then clean out some, some of those people. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I think, In reality, they probably just need to clean out three names in reality because as much as everyone wants to see Marcus Smart be traded for big talent like Ben Simmons and all these people that they fixate themselves Mm -hmm. on, it's like you do realize that trading Marcus Smart is probably going to be the same of a mistake as what we've been dealing with after we traded Isaiah Thomas because the heart of that team is probably going to be gone. When we traded Isaiah Thomas – you know, after we got Gordon Hayward, that team chemistry was never the same. Hayward never. came to play. Hayward came to play with Isaiah Thomas. Hayward came no. because of Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. We gave him Kyrie Urban, which we all know how that went. I mean, to Gordon be fair, though, also broke you, apart you, you, in the you first make, game. You,
0: you make that trade ten times out of ten because Isaiah Thomas was hurt.
1: Like no one thought. I mean, he was- <clears throat> yeah, you you make that you make that trade regardless. I mean, you gain a taller person, you gain a, a you are getting Kyrie, Irving. better shooter. You gain a yeah. better shooter. You get more of a go getter. Like yeah, you gain a lot of benefits. But you know who knew that Kyrie Irving was going to turn out to be the piece of crap that he ended up turning to be as soon as he became a Celtic. Never mind what he's been for the Nets, and never mind what he's okay, just look, been doing look at
0: Brooklyn. This. Harden wants out. He's you only know, playing half his games because the idiot won't get vaccinated per his state law. Like exactly. And now Kevin Durant's like, what did I do?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, it, I think that even though Smart isn't the greatest asset overall, you know, he's not your um, buzzer beater shooter that you expect him to be. He's not your um, your massive rebounder that you expect him to be. But when it comes to plays that can be definitive when mm-hmm. you need them the most and you need that defense to show up at the, at the biggest time of them all, that's your guy. That, that, that's the guy that's making those plays. So, um, you know, as much, of, as much of many mistakes that he makes, um, he's human. And honestly, I think, I think that trading him away is just – it's going to be a huge disappointing factor. And if we haven't already learned our our lesson with having let go of Isaiah Thomas, we're going to learn our lesson even more if Marcus Smart gets traded.
0: So one guy that I'll throw out there. And this would have to include Marcus Smart. There's no other way around this. Okay, is you look at Portland, CJ McCollum was traded today mm-hmm. to the um, New Orleans Pelicans, which should be good. Make them they're going to be good, right? You got Zion. Is he to the Pelicans or to the Pacers? I thought it was the oh, Pacers. No, he went he went to the Pelicans. That okay. stupid Sacramento trade for whatever reason they're thinking. Oh, of.
1: that's right, that's right, that's right. Sorry, I'm missing. Yeah, the, yeah,
0: because yeah, bonus was traded today too. Um, I don't know what Sacramento's doing. They're being Sacramento, but what about what about Dame Lillard now? Is he going to be yeah. a Portland Trailblazer past the trade deadline? They're probably not. He shouldn't be. If you're trading C.J. McCollum, you're probably going to trade Dame too, right? Because Dame's already expressed his frustration and said, "I I want to win here, but you guys aren't getting me talent. Well, you just traded away his best buddy, who's been playing with forever, and now what? So does Dame get traded? Would could you put something together, Marcus Smart package around Marcus Smart picks Robert Williams and go get Dame Lillard to play with Tatum and Brown? I don't know. That's Potentially, that, it's worth a shot. But then you also have to look at now today's news even more: Bradley Beal out for the season. He's having surgery. Now he's not getting traded. He's a free agent. He can be a free agent after this year. Is that even, that's better for the Celtics because then he can just come to Boston? Yeah. So yeah, and probably on a cheaper money because he's going to be hurt. He's coming off for surgery. So. Does that is that lining up where now you just get Beal, Tatum, and Brown to play together and we figure this out? I don't know, but it sounds it feels like that the Celtics really just want to build around Tatum, Brown, and Robert Williams. Like that yeah. seems to be there. That, that's it, and whatever they can get. I don't know how I feel about shedding money. Like that's where I'm at. Like if you can tell me you can get Dame Lillard, but you choose to just shed salary instead, like that's because I've seen that. Like we they're reporting that luxury tax is a thing. Yeah. Can we go Can we go away with that? Like what are we turning into the Red Sox ownership? Like, if you don't care, leave and sell the team. Because this team is only, what, like, a couple games out of first place in the East. Mm-hmm. They, it's all that close. You give them a... If you go get Damian Lillard, this team's a contender. If you trade... If you can get Malik Beasley for, like, Josh Richardson, that's an upgrade. And then you upgrade even more in the offseason. Like, this team's not going to win a title this year, and I'm not trying to say they should buy into that concept, but let's not sell first of all yeah I agree. And, with that. but let's not do nothing like i'm sick of them doing nothing i thought that oh. was danny age's thing why why <laughs> like that's not Danny Ainge is running the utah jazz so yeah if we're brad stevens let's let, let's make a move let's i'm okay if you're telling me no this is a wait and see thing but if you trade for malik beasley now but then you get someone in the summer fine that's a win um Tatum and Brown, just the ultimate thing I've learned over the last couple months, like month here, has been let's not break these guys up. No. Let's, yeah. they're, they're, I mean, they, if, you,
1: it, you know, if you look at the last 10 games, the last 10 games streak overall in the Eastern Conference, they're probably tied for second place, third place at this point. Because realistically, in the Eastern Conference, while the Heat are the main leaders of the Eastern Conference right now with 35 and 20 as their record, the last 10 games have gone six and four. Then after that is the Bucks, who are thirty-four and twenty-one. They've gone seven and three in the last ten games. Best after that is the Cleveland Cavaliers, thirty-three and twenty-one, seven and three in the last. You got to give games. the Bulls their credit too, because they've, they've been hurt. The so. Bulls, the Bulls have been five and five, so they've been in, you know five hundred for the past 10, ten games. That's fair. Thirty-three and twenty-one, currently in third place for the Eastern Conference. But then you look down the table and. Besides the Raptors being 8-2 for the past 10 games, improving their record at 29-23, it really comes down to the Celtics and the Sixers at 7-3. Sixers just having a slightly better um, record than the Celtics at 32-21. But the Celtics are not that far behind. They're 30-25 and 25 and really at, at a 7-3 um, record for the past 10 games, which majority of those past 10 games, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and – Jason Tatum have been heavily involved as well as Dennis Schroeder, you know, you you're really not looking to break this three apart. And, and, you know, what you have here is a team that's this gel that has that has chemistry, that has confidence running for them. So in in reality, like when I look at training pieces, like I said, I I really think it's just a few training pieces you need to do, but not a lot, um, uh, because you really have a very good youthful core. And personally, like for me, I really would not be looking to trade uh, Jay Rich right now. I just, I just wouldn't.
0: I'd rather them trade Schroeder because, like, yeah, if you, if you trade Schroeder, shed the salary, which that's fine if you want to do that. Richardson can take over some ball handling duties, and you bring in Malik Beasley, who's younger, and can be here long term with Tatum and Brown. Um, but and then in the off season, if you want to try to get Bradley Beal here um, or a player that that of that caliber or that stature to play alongside the other two, fine. But you also look at the rest, of, like, they're, right now, they're, I mean, the Nets aren't playing with anybody tonight. Durant, Harden, they're all out. Um, and they're winning 69-43. You, mm-hmm. play the Den, you play the Denver Nuggets, and then you, only, you have two more games this month that are going to be difficult. Nuggets, and you play the Sixers. The rest mm-hmm. of that, you play the Hawks, Pistons, twice, Pacers, and then you play the Nets again, who may or may not have, well, they won't have Kyrie Irving because it's in, it's in Brooklyn again. And then, who knows about Harden's injury and in Durant. So, like, how, you might lose two more games this month. And all yeah. the rest of February. And then where does that put you by the end of that month? Right. So I think Brad needs to look at this trade deadline as a, we should do something, but it shouldn't be a, let's break it all up for exactly. I, now what, what I do for Dame Lillard, probably. But like, cause I love Dame. If you put Dame Lillard with Tatum and Brown, but the only thing about Dame Lillard is the age. Yeah. Bradley Beals, how old? 26, 27, like something like there. He's closer to Tatum and Brown. They can be here for a while. Um, I think the new, and I hate to say this out loud, but the news of Bradley Beal today was probably best-case scenario for the chances of him coming to Boston. Because mm-hmm. now, do we think the Wizards would be idiotic to pay him any money? Probably not, because they they got to rebuild him with Washington, so he's probably gone. And now Bradley Beal can pretty much pick wherever he wants to go. I, I don't know how much of a better situation you can give Bradley Beal than playing with his boy Tatum. With a good yeah. team. With a good team. Like, yeah. if you put Bradley Beal with Tatum, Brown, and Robert Williams, they got that's a contender. That's a hell of a team right there. That's, that's a contender. Your starting five becomes Dame Lillard, Tatum Brown, Robert Williams, and then what? Grant Williams, fine. Yeah. Al Horford, if he's still fine, like probably yeah. not because the money. But like, that's a that's a, that's a contender. I'm sorry, if the Cavs are winning with what they're playing with, and like that's a contender because you have a, you have a top 15 player in Tatum, you have a top 20 player in Jalen Brown, and if you bring me Bradley Beal, it's another that's a top 10 player, and Bradley Beal. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You have absolutely. three top twenty players with Bradley Beal on the roster. If that's yeah. not their priority, then they're, they're not doing something right. And I think Tatum's probably got that bug in his ear. Let's yeah. let's get me Bradley Beal when you guys championship.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, again, I just like I said, I, I I personally just wouldn't be looking to get rid of essential pieces like Marcus Smart. If people don't see what he brings to the table, that that's really not. Anybody else's fault? <laughs> just watch the basketball and you'll learn.
0: Oh, and Marcus Smart's been playing so good as of late. Like he's finally playing like a point guard. He's he's helped when he came back from injury. Like it clearly showed. um Celtics. I'm off the Celtics need a point guard thing. Like he's clearly their point guard. um yeah. And Tatum's become such a better passer this year that they just need. They, they, like Malik Beasley is a good shooter, right? If you put Malik Beasley on this team, that opens up Tatum and Brown even more. Um, like a little piece like that's fine. Like, and see what you got with the rest of this year. And then you try to do something big this offseason. I think that's where this team's at. Um, and look, they're, they're a lot closer and better off than a lot of us thought thought they would be with rosters and standings. The nets have sucked. Um, the Cavaliers are in it. So that gives you some hope. Um, and, and I think all these teams that are above you are beatable. You just beat the heat, right? I know they didn't have Jimmy Butler, but you just beat the heat. The bulls don't like, I think you could beat the bulls straight up even when they're yeah. healthy. Like, I don't He's think saying. any of these teams really look dangerous. I'm not scared about Brooklyn if they even get and there. And honestly,
1: speaking about Brooklyn, I know that they're ahead of us at 29-24. and 24. I still don't know how they are ahead I of us. I think you're pretty much
0: tied. Like, you're, you're essentially um, tied. And you'll be ahead of them after this game's over. So,
1: But number one, they're 2-8 and eight on the past 10 games. And just in this first half, they're down 6-9-43 as we speak. And they were down in the first quarter of 28-2. Like that's a pretty rough time. I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't
0: be shocking if Harden's not even a net come the trade deadline. like, yeah. like there's been talks about Philly and Ben Simmons and all this stuff. So like, because it sounds like Harden wants to be in Philly. Like Philly even believes he's not going to be a net next year. So like, he's not going to be a net past this year. I'd be shocked. He's it's basically come up that he's been annoyed with everything that's going on. So like, that was trading for him was obviously a risk, but they had to do it because Durant wants him there. So like. And now Kyrie Irving is only playing half the games, and that's not going to change um, because I don't think New York's just vaccination requirements going to go anywhere. Like, that's just part of what it is. So Kyrie Irving, in look at the playoff series. Kyrie Irving is only going play half the games. What if mm-hmm. Game Seven's at home? What if you have a Game 7 and Kyrie Irving just can't be there because he won't get vaccinated? Like, that's what the Nets are staring down right now if they even have a home game. So, like, that whole thing, I'd rather be... I, I feel better about the Celtics situation than yeah. I do with the Nets.
1: Yep, 100%. hundred percent.
0: Because the only guarantee that's in the Nets uniform right now is Kevin Durant.
1: And that's a big maybe. That's if Harden doesn't decide to leave. That's if a big Harden maybe. leaves
0: and they're sick of Irving's crap, they might just trade Durant and say, screw it, we're going to let you leave because we want to rebuild and I don't want to deal with it. And that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. If you end up with Kyrie Irving and Durant only because Harden wants out, you're basically at Durant only. And at that point, I'm like, mm, yeah. let's just move on. I'm going to trade you. Where do you want to go? We'll figure it out. We're going to start over. Exactly. It didn't work. Exactly. Out. It didn't just didn't work out. It didn't work. I out. agree. Man, it makes me feel better about Kyrie Irving's not being here, though. Like, it would have been miserable if he stayed. And, and I just
1: want to point out a one last, last minute thing. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving's luck has gone downhill the second, literally the second that he stepped on the Celtics logo.
0: Yeah. No, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. It's great. That's what you get. So you just stomped on history. You made this Nike commercial that he thought went away, but it didn't, because it's still all over the internet with his dad shooting at the garden, um, talking about retiring and staying with the season. Like he did all this stuff to preach to the Celtics lore and the history and winning a championship, and then just stomped on Lucky. Like I th- I genuinely think there's some mental health issues going on with Kyrie. Irving. Like I just don't and that's not to make fun of that, right? Like that's a serious issue. No. But I I genuinely think that someone I just don't think someone who's actually all right up there can do what he does like so flip-flops like i wouldn't be shocked if we down the road find out that dude's bipolar like has a diagnosis because yeah wouldn't be surprising. like it just like it just fits the bill um before we go diego can't forget our good friends oh no we can't and uh diego roses are red violets are blue don't let a wild pube wreck you this weekend valentine's day is just around the corner and our sponsors at manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion, this V Day, it's time to join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, myself included. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to Manscaped.com and use the code you know by now, Couch Guy Twenty, Couch Guy Two Zero for twenty percent off and free shipping. I can't let this story go. I don't care if he's not in the podcast anymore. He talked about it when he was like twelve years old. He just used scissors, Nicholas Qualia, uh, thinking that's how you did it down there. No. Manscaped is the way to go. There's no nicks, and guys, the holidays they flew by, and I don't know if you did. You remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job. The performance package 4.0, which obviously is new from Manscaped, is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is of course the Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer, is designed to trim hair or. Oh no! Trim, trim hair on loose skin, and get this: the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4000k LED spotlight, so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. I do it in the shower; it's great. In my shower, I've, I've said this, Diego, on this show: my my shower is literally a dungeon. It's in the corner; the light's great, makes it so much easier. You can see every little nook and cranny. I'd like to propose making this February 13th a national holiday as National Shave Your Balls Day. Who's with me? Dig, I know you are. I think this is one holiday that men and women can get behind. This package also includes the weed whacker, nose and ear trimmer, to whack all the worst of your weeds, manscaped, even threw in two free gifts, shed travel bag, those anti-chafing boxer briefs to keep your boys stored comfortably. To complete the package for your package are liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Start your day off with the deodorant. For your boys, then stay cool all day with a toner to keep you feeling best all day and all night. These formulations will also have your balls smelling like a king on the big day. It's Monday, people. Don't forget. Don't forget to smell good, not only around your balls, but all over. Make their signature scent, the Manscaped Refined Cologne, will complement your collection with smell perfection. Manscaped created their products for a night just like this one and will make your V-Day date say, wow, what a great set of balls you have there. Go to manscaped.com for your exclusive offer of 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20, your balls and lady will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with the free shipping code ma- at manscaped.com. Use the code COUCHGUY20. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this is Valentine's Day. And What do we want February 13th to be? National Shave Your Balls Day perfect we should put that in national mm-hmm. shave your balls day what a great holiday that is super Bowl and this this year it would be super bowl sunday and national shave your balls day all in one day are you one that believes the super bowl sunday the monday after should be a holiday like yes. none of us should have to work 100
1: like why 100 like 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 if in america the biggest sport is football respect to them give it its holiday and that's the, the that's the following day after the, the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man, it's great. All right. Oh, don't forget. I always did. this is this is what Nick did. Uh, don't forget our friends at Shocked Energy as well.
1: Shocked and Energy Gun.
0: And Exo Gun. Exogun, Yeah. Oh, Exo Gun wasn't my thing. Um, Couch Guy Sports CGSN is still the code, right? That hasn't changed.
1: Yep. CGSN get ten percent off if you order. You definitely want to try it. Oh my God. The green apple was you it try- green apple or watermelon? They're both. I don't know if you, I, I don't know if you tried both flavors, but like for me, the absolute go is green apple because I, I I like the tartness of that flavor. But mm-hmm. like, if you are a watermelon guy, you are about to be just slapped with greatness. So definitely try the CGSN. Get ten percent off if order today. They ship everywhere. You don't have to have a minimum order to ship everywhere. Just order one of their items, and you're taken care of. CGSN, ten percent off.
0: You can get that. For valentine's day between that and shaving your balls guys Woo. can't go wrong uh right. you, if it wasn't for me and diego being married it'd be beyond that tandem and who knows what we'd be doing monday night so um diego first episode together in the books yes sir it was fun we're gonna do a lot more fun stuff um next week we'll talk re- super bowl recap talk hopefully joe burrow win his first super bowl um trade deadlines coming right so we got a bunch of stuff to talk about but again itunes spotify all that good stuff you can rate now on spotify so if you want to do that for us that'd be great um and of course all the written content the stuff that's going on at couchguysports.com um gray's team still there to hit all the written stuff as well so appreciate it (laughs) uh this episode 242 and until next week uh dago was fun we'll talk to you then
1: yes sir oh wait shit